Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 13th, 2023. Hope this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, it's feeling pretty birthday, man. It's feeling pretty good, man. Uh, overall, we've had a good day. I've done pretty much nothing and loved it. That's definitely one of my favorite pastimes is just hanging out. Uh, let's see. I did get some stuff done, too. We were very productive this day, this morning, evening, afternoon. We're in right now. It's not quite the evening yet. Yeah. We're looking at, a, what is it, about a 3.47. There you go. Jeez, on a Wednesday, on a hump day. We were having a birthday on a hump day. <laughs> Granted, any weekday to me is boring besides Thursday. Then I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Which I think I'm actually, I was a born on a Thursday, which adds to the lore of like, that's why it's my favorite, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, but let's see. What did I do? What have I been doing? I got um, my my little legal stuff out of the way in terms of getting my driver's uh, license renewed. Ugh, I got to talk about that, actually. So I um, go to take my picture. And I'm thinking, like, you know, like, we, we should be fine here. Like, you know, I got a decent mug I should be able to carry here. But, of course, I just take a crazy picture, and I look at it, and I'm like, it's fine. But I definitely look like a like a, like a a sleepy-eyed, like, serial killer. I hate to say it, but I definitely look like I'm ready for true crime. Um, not liking it, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. It'll get the job done. It'll buy me a beer. Uh, let's see... After that, I did my little workout as per usual. You know, I like to get that early if I have the time. And then I also went on an, on a walk. And a thing I'm enjoying is like, you know, we're, we're in Halloween season, you know, it's spooky times. And there's a family, you know, I walk by, they're upgrading their, um, their, their ornaments, their decorations. That's what I'm looking for. And they're getting spookier and spookier. Uh, they got a whole little, like, they have a huge Jack Skellington, uh, which is awesome. Then they have, also have another Skellington, or Skellington, Skellington, Skeleton, <laughs> and, uh, they put a Bengals shirt on it, which I thought was adorable, and then what else? Uh, they have a Skeleton family, they initially had a little family, and they, I think they kind of dispersed them now throughout the lawn. I don't know, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm loving the, the feng shui they're adding, they're making a theater, it's giving, so um, it's fun. It's I'm having a good time, good day, good walks, you know, getting a little cardio in. There we go. Let's see. Is there anything else to really report? No, sadly, no food. Uh, that That's still in question what we're going to eat for our birthday. It might not be spectacular, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of good meals, you know, going around the sun, and I'm I'm content with that. All right. Uh, let's see. Enough rambling and blah, blah, blah. And, let me take my little starter, and then we'll get into some news. We'll talk about the news on my birthday. Even though, I mean, some of this is a little older, a little new today, you know. Actually, I do have a good breaking news. The The news provided. First one, this is a story I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of itching to talk about a little bit. Uh, so here we go. From the Associated Press. North Korea's 
Kim vows full support for Moscow at a summit with Putin in Russia's Far East. North Korea's Kim Jong-un vowed full and unconditional support for Russia's Vladimir Putin on Wednesday as the two leaders, isolated by the West, held a summit uh, that the U.S. warned could lead to a deal to supply ammunition for Moscow's war in Ukraine. The meeting, which lasted over four hours at Russia's spaceport in the Far East, underscores how the two countries' interests are aligning. Putin is believed to be seeking one of the few things impoverished North Korea has in abundance, stockpiles of aging ammunition and rockets for the Soviet-era weapons. Such a request would mark a role reversal for the from the north or from the 1950 to 53 um, year uh, Korean War, when Moscow gave weapons to support Pyongyang's invasion of South Korea, and in the decades of Soviet sponsorship of the North that followed. Um, so yeah, they made they met at uh, Vakshni Kazdrom. I believe the last time they met was in like 2019. Uh, Kim Jong-un does not go out much. Neither does Putin either. But uh, definitely Putin's been going out a lot less uh, since the invasion. But yeah, I mean, this is big deal back then, big deal now. Uh, for me, the, the biggest talk, honestly, was like him going on this big train ride. Apparently it was this long train procession. I, I believe it was literally like lined with like North Korean soldiers the whole way. Uh, it was just a whole fucking to-do, and you think there's so many ways to get around and do transit these days, but it was like, it was it was a statement in and of itself that Kim Jong-un was coming out, and coming out the way that he has been, same way he did last time, so, yeah, I just found this all very interesting, and then, of course, well, like, well, what, what was to be talked about, and that's been kind of talked about, honestly, for about, it seems like about a week or so now, I've been hearing in the news, people just chomping at the bit, and it seems that it's like, look, you're gonna get you know, from, you know, North Korea, we're going to give you, you know, some missiles, some weapons. We're going to give you some lethal aid. You guys need that. I mean, uh, you know, Russia's been talking to all kinds of people that they can, you know, be it China, be it, you know, partners in the Middle East, you know. So this is really not surprising. I feel like the news is just kind of making hay of it because it's something that's happening. And that makes sense. You know, here I am talking about it. It is interesting. But um, essentially, what is North Korea going to get? It is potential humanitarian aid. So, you know, for your support here, you're going to get something out of it. Also, you know, this meeting is important because it seems like, you know, China, someone who might stand to be like, oh, well, we might lose something here because, you know, you could just deal with us on certain things or yada, yada, yada. But like, no, we're okay with it. So it, it doesn't seem to be on the level on board. Uh, granted, we don't know what Russia is standing to give here, but I imagine it's either going to be something like that. There's also potential in terms of like space stuff. North Korea would like satellite help because uh, that would help potentially with missiles, something they've, uh, you know, tried time and time again. They're always working on, you know, getting their ballistics going, which is something that, you know, the West is like, ah, oh, we're so scared. We're so worried. Um, truthfully, I don't think we're, we're that scared. I think it's just something we kind of talk about in the media and it gets thrown around because it's like, oh, what's what's, you know, Kim Jong-un going to do? But I don't know. I, I do find it interesting because I, I like just seeing, you know, what, what what are all the pieces on the board doing? What's everybody doing? And uh, this was an interesting little development, though. Once again, I don't really feel like it's that surprising. 
but it's just more interesting and the, I don't know, water cooler talk, if anything. And I, I will say, too, the pictures are interesting. Maybe I'm fanboying. I know it's weird to say. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not like I like either of these fucking people. But these are just interesting moments. And, like, I know it's, like, not historically big. But I don't know. The pictures just, uh, like, seeing him coming out the train, seeing the whole procession. Um, yeah, it was kind of a vibe, kind of swag. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know if they talked about anything else too crazy outside of, you know, the usual military, you know, political shit. Um, also, I think they, they looked around and stuff. They had, like, lunch. So, you know, that's nice. A little summit, a little tea party for two. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's move on to some other political shit. I know I mentioned China. We're actually going to be talking more about them in relation to the UK. Uh, from Politico. Shock and recriminations as Chinese spy scandal rocks UK parliament. See, Rishi Sunak has spent most of his brief premiership treading a delicate balance on relations with China. So the last thing the British Prime Minister needed as he entered a careful autumn of diplomacy was a Chinese spy scandal erupting in his midst. Uh, Westminster is this week uh, reeling from the news that a British citizen working as a Parliamentary researcher for the MPs is under arrest on suspicion of spying for Beijing. Two men, one in his 20s and another in his 30s, were arrested under the Official Secrets Act in March. Police confirmed after the news was reported in the Sunday Times. One of them is a well-known figure at Westminster who was involved in the international affairs and had close links to senior conservatives. Uh, so this is something that got brought up at the G20 summit. I didn't really feel like going into the details on the day that we talked about it. Uh, but essentially, he just vo- like voiced to, um, I believe, the prime minister in China, or the, like, you know, diplomatic, whoever person was there. He's like, hey, you know, uh, this, this shit that's happening, this spy shit is not okay. We don't like it. And essentially, <clears throat> the response... Uh, you know, across the board from Beijing is like, okay, that's fine. We didn't approve this. We have nothing to do with this. We, you know, like we're not spying on you. We're not doing anything. So in a way, this is kind of like you're calling it out. You're saying it, but you're also not doing anything and anything. And nothing's getting really said. Uh, and, and that's kind of because at the same time, um, Rishi Sunak, as well as I think a lot of people, even though they want to be a little bit more hawkish towards China, understand that they have to work with China on things. They literally have like this AI summit thing that they were, they're trying to work together on. So it's like, you have to play nice. And it's not just that. I mean, there's, there's always a bunch of importing, exporting. I know countries in the West are maybe trying to scramble. I know, especially the U S is trying to scramble to do everything they can. I mean, shit after the G 20 shit, Biden went to Vietnam, which is such a weird thing. I know I'm getting into a tangent here, but like literally we fought with Vietnam because they were a communist country. Now full circle, we want to work with Vietnam because they are quote unquote, the lesser evil and they're more or less in our pocket now anyway. And so, yeah, why don't we just work together so that you're our Southern or you're our, <clears throat> your Asian, another Asian influence against China. And it's like, this is so weird. It's so strange how the tables turn, time of perspective, you know, to quote my fucking favorite video game, Metal Gear Solid, um, you know, Snake Eater. Yummy, yummy. Um, anyway, back to this. Is there anything else I really want to say? No, just some real politic. Uh, yeah, the Chinese premier, Li, uh, Li Kuang, Li Kuang um, 
that's who we talked to the G Summit. Uh, I just want to get the name there. Stick that one. Um, but yeah, it's just some real politics shit. We can go ahead and move along. Let's go back to the States. Uh, I want to talk about Google. Uh, NPR. United States takes on Google in biggest tech monopoly trial since the 21st century. Whew. The United States government is taking on one of the world's most powerful companies, Google. A court battle kicks off on Tuesday in which the U.S. Justice Department will argue that Google abused its power as a monopoly to dominate the search engine business. It's the government's first major monopoly case to make, make it a trial in decades and the first in the age of the modern internet. The Justice Department's case hinges, hinges on claims that Google illegally orchestrated its business dealings so that it's the first engine people see when they turn on their phones and web browsers. The government says Google's goal was to stomp out the competition. Now, something that they're referencing is something that I personally, though it's not like I'm rooting for Google here, I actually like. So what happens when you go on to a default, you know, like let's say your web browser, you know, whether it's a like a normal non-Apple computer or an Apple computer, it'll either take you to Internet Explorer or like Safari, respectively. Um, I know you have Bing for Internet Explorer, so that's a bigger thing, right? Um for a long time, you were just going to their whatever defaults. But Google got really smart, and they're like, well, we have such a big bank here. We have, like, trillions of fucking dollars. Or, sorry, $1.7 trillion to be exact, not trillions. That's a lot of money. So they can throw that around. And essentially, they went up to Apple and some other places, and they're just like, look, why don't, instead of you kicking up this fucking Safari shit or whatever, you just send it to the Google? Because that's where everyone wants to go anyway. Here's a bunch of money. You don't worry about it. And, you know, companies, sites, whatever, they say yes. Or, you know, Apple says yes. Like, that's the most important one. And um, I'd say with the exception of Internet Explorer, and I fucking hate that they don't do this. Because, obviously, they keep trying to slam, like, hey, use our products, use our things. And I'm like, no, your shit fucking sucks. I don't want to use fucking Bing. I don't, like, put me on Chrome, dog. I'm getting off of the shit, which Chrome automatically puts me on fucking Google. You feel me? Like, I don't want to fuck with this low-grade shit. But let's say if you're DuckDuckGo, another search engine that's, you know, kind of been on the come up, whatever, they're happy to see Google go to trial here. Um, so, I mean, I guess what's at stake here is, did is what Google doing illegal? Are they a monopoly? Do they need to be broken up? Uh, in this article, they reference uh, Microsoft. They were kind of the last ones on the chopping block here. Uh, the last antitrust case in, of this magnitude took place in 1998 when the Justice Department sued Microsoft. That trial centered around claims that Microsoft illegally grouped its various products together in a way that both stifled competition and compelled people to use its products. The judge ruled in favor of the Justice Department in that case, saying that Microsoft violated antitrust laws and held an impressive thumb on the scale of competitive fortune. Um, also, another reference I've heard is to AT&T how they broke up AT&T because they ruled that they were a monopoly <clears throat> and they had to become, I believe, like several or a few other companies. And so there was like Ma Bell and then like the Baby Bells. 
So that was a thing that happened. And like that could potentially be the fate of Google if the Justice Department wins. Uh, which some people are saying like, yeah, that's a good thing. That's good for business. It allows thriving. To me, if it makes my searching experience any more complicated, then I'm not going to be happy. But those people are saying, well, your search experience is already kind of compromised because like they're already to the highest bidder. And that's very true. That's how Google's kind of made their nut here is it once they became the best search engine, they said, okay, do you want, do you want to have your shit pinged higher? Well, then we'll auction that off to you. Just, you know, give us money. And so that's where we are. But isn't that the fate of all of these fucking things in a capitalist society? Like, you know, we're all just fucking bowing to King Worm one way or another, right? So, I don't, like, once again, I just don't know who to root for here. Um, I do find it interesting all the same. Uh, let's see here. The case against Google focuses on the company paying billions of dollars each year for exclusive agreements with phone makers like Apple and Samsung and web browsers like Mozilla, which one's Firefox. So yeah, that explains why my Samsung phone always goes to Google first, even if I'm on Internet Explorer. This explains why Apple does that, um, Firefox, all that fucking bullshit. But if I'm on a little computer, it'll try to send me to some other shit that I don't like. Until, like, once again, I put on Chrome, and I'm like, okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, this will be a three-month trial. There's not going to be any jury, and it's going to be a judge. It is going to be... And uh, Judge Amit Mehta, um, and that is an Obama-era judge. So there you go. We'll see how that goes. See if, um, I really don't know. I mean, this is in a lot of ways a bipartisan issue. I think you're going to find Democrats and uh, Republicans that both don't like what Google is doing and also some that would defend potentially what Google is doing. So, so yeah, you know, there you go. That's my two cents on that. That's the story as I know it. I'll keep you updated when I get some more news there. Let's see here. We got one more thing to cover. And yeah, this this one felt gift wrapped. I, I think I, I heard it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was just a good one. I like it. And I'm, I'm happy to close out on it. <laughs> uh, let me take my little last break and we'll get into it. From Yahoo News, Pennsylvania manhunt. Police finally capture Daniello <coughs> Cavalcante two weeks after prison escape. Um, <coughs> <coughs> I'm sorry about that, y'all. Um, escaped fugitive Daniello Cavalcante was apprehended in southeastern Pennsylvania after a nearly uh, two-week manhunt. Uh, the police announced on Wednesday, I'm pleased to be able to report that thanks to the extraordinary work of law enforcement officials from here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, our local leaders here in Chester County, and from our federal partners, shortly after 8 a.m., our suspect was captured. Um, that was Governor Josh Shapiro uh, during a uh, morning press conference. There's no injuries, which is really good because something that I was kind of waiting to report because like it just seemed like it was going for so long. I'm like, he's got to get caught. But the question is, how lethal is this going to end? Because at some point, 
Danielle, uh, Daniello not only got a fucking van, he also got a rifle. So she was looking real fucking lethal. I didn't know how she was going to pan out, but essentially he was, you know, able to get some clothes. He was able to get some, you know, food supplies, but then, you know, once he kind of got the van, he was able to get like more mobile and he was trying to contact friends and people. There was one person he contacted once dude realized like, oh, you know, he sees him on his ring camera. He's out of the house already. He calls the cops and, you know, shit doesn't, you know, really pay it out for Kenyella. He, you know, he's on the run. He winds up going to another place. This is where he winds up in Chester County. And he raids that place and gets a twenty two caliber rifle. The homeowner shoots at him. He didn't look to be injured from that or whatever, but he hits the ground running. Police kind of zero in on this location. They have uh, helicopters and shit. They got, like, the thermal shit on them. They're using all their fucking kill streaks on this man. And that being said, the weather's kind of bad, so they can they know he's here in this area. They got his heat signature, but they can't keep it up there. So they get a police team on the ground to find him, and essentially they do. He's over here crawling through the bush or whatever, but they get him no incidents, no problems. So that's good. That means people of Pennsylvania can finally rest easy. The family can rest easy, you know, of the you know from the you know the girlfriend that died, you know, sadly. Um, I mean, yeah, they also go into, um, you know, a bit of how he got out, which, you know, has kind of been in the news too. He was essentially at a, at one prison, he was supposed to be going to a state facility. Um, in the waiting, he was able to crab walk up, um, and like get out and over and, um, excuse me, which is in the wind from there. They also talked that this wasn't the only escape recently in this facility uh, let's see if i can find it um uh, in may authorities say 30 year old Iger or eager Iger bolt made it across the roof and cleared the prison only to be captured minutes later a half mile away from the facility so razor wire was uh installed following bolt's last attempt um, but it, that did not stop Cavalcante's escape. So I think he kind of like, once he got over that wall, I think he kind of got out like a very similar way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was very crazy shit. It's been very interesting to cover it. I'm glad throughout it all that the worst case that happened was people got their food raided. Someone got a van stolen. Yes, that's fucked up, but that's material. At the end of the day, no one lost their lives. And that's a good thing. That is a dub. This is a dub throughout. This was all gift wrap. Thank you um so yeah that's that's it that's all i really have <clears throat> for today um if you'd like to give me a gift uh you've already given it to me if you've listened uh to me rant and rave uh through all this news you're the best you're a real peach if you'd like to you know further give me gifts just lavish me you know really rain on me you become a newsie and how do you become a newsie uh subscribe to my patreon patreon.com says isaiah news uh, with newsy status, I shout you out at the top of the month and, um, you give me some money and that helps out the effort. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty rad. Um, three ways though, to hit me up is Isaiah one at gmail.com. Find me on all the socials. Another way to spoil me is, uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, give me all the stars on all the things, follow me on all of those socials you listen to or whatever, you know, you're listening to this podcast on that helps a lot. Um, yeah, comments are good. All that shit. Hell yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I hopefully you're having a day that is as good as my birthday. I want the vibes to radiate. Hell, I'd be stoked if you're having even a better day than me. That's great. I, I want to be a platform for positive radiation. You feel me? I want to be that. I want to be good rads. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.